You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Ernst. It is 8.04 a.m. Ernst, what is our next quiz question for number four for today, please? Okay, our next question is this. This time it is a fill in the blank. Ah. And this is the uh, Bible verse. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is blank to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Mm. Yeah. So there's only one blank. Sometimes we have three blanks. Oh, really? Sometimes we have okay. up to five blanks. So that's pretty good. One only blank. One blank to remember. So we're looking for what is the word that goes into the blank. Can you read that one for us again, please, Ernst? Sure. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is blank to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Mm. And that one, just as a little tip, is found in Ephesians, and it's the book that we've been covering. Oh, so, we can, can we give the verse? No. Or not? <laughs> Are we not giving the verse? Or? Well, we can. We can give the verse. Te- All right. I, oh, you're a lot kinder than I am. So yeah, yeah go on, give them the All verse. All right. The then. verse go is on. this. So it is Ephesians chapter four and verse twenty-nine. Yes. Okay. So try, as we often say, if you're a regular listener, try not to look it up. Um, try and see if you can remember or if you know it. <laughs> If you're new and you're wanting to look it up, then go go for it. I guess we can't tell whether you have looked it up or not, but we go by an yeah. honesty system. Yeah. We, we like to be honest here, don't we, Ernst? We try to be. We do. Yeah. <laughs> in every way possible. Hey, so the, num- the number to text in your answers is 0491-064-669. That number again is 0491-064-669. Text us in your answers. We're getting a heap of answers coming in, of course, today. Mm. Oh, heaps more there that I've just had to scroll down. Hey, there's one there. Ernst, do you want to read out a text that we've received there by Freco? Okay, yes, it says there, yes, the best shell, thank you, my friend Adrian, and I sing to it. Ah, yes. I so believe that was in reference to the song Sweet By and By. Is that that's correct? right. It was yeah. just before our 7 o'clock news this morning, mm. and, yeah, that's great that you and your friend Freco, um, Freco and the Adrian, you sing the song. Sing along to it. It's a great song. Do you like that one? You're, now you're musical. I, I remember am when a bass I'm, player. I remember yeah. when I met you years and years ago in Sydney, and I think I met you in Blacktown Church. Yeah, yeah. You were already playing the bass guitar back then, weren't yes, you? Yes, I used to play in the heavy metal band back in the day. There yeah. you go. So mm. tell us just a little bit about yourself, hey? Oh, um, yes. I'm currently a pastor who works up here uh, at uh, in Newcastle. I have two churches at Bournemouth Bay Church. That's one of my churches, and the other one is the Newcastle University. Church as oh, well. Oh, wow, lovely. On the university campus. That's correct. Yep, we meet every week on Saturday. That's yep. fabulous. And you've got a lot of new folk coming along there, haven't you? We do. We've like, just had a series of meetings in the city run by Pastor Danny, and we've had something like uh, eight people come along to our church just recently to our care groups. It's wonderful. Oh, tremendous. And all young people? Yes, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like the old man in the room. Everyone <laughs> else is like really young. Yeah. <laughs> so at least it makes you feel young. Yeah, it does. Even if it you're does. not so young. Yeah, young and hard. That's young right. And hard. You and I are just getting up a little bit older than what Lawson is. We give him a bit of a hard time, don't we, Shell? That he's uh, like twenty-four. Lawson. He's going to be actually. He's going to be twenty-five next month. We need to remember his birthday. Oh. Hey, to our listeners, we know that you guys really love Lawson. He's been on this show now for over four years. So be prepared to be listening out for when it's his birthday coming up next month. Last month. 
we had heaps of people that were just texting in their birthday dates and we were shouting out happy birthdays to them. You'll so. have to sing in happy birthday. Yeah, hey. <laughs> so there you go. And your wife, you're married to a beautiful lady. Tell us her name, yeah. of course. And she sings. She's musical. And what does she do? That is correct. Uh, Marsha, my wife, she's a doctor. Um, and she currently works for a company that uh, trains GPs. Beautiful. That's what she's currently doing at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. she's doing a great work in that space. Yeah. And, she, and she's loving it, hey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she loves speaking on emotional health, just like Jennifer as well. That's her passion as well. Right, too. so she would have loved that, in, that, oh, yeah, yeah. that interview totally with, Jennifer. with Jennifer yeah, yeah. in every way. Yeah. Hey, so, and you guys moved down, what is it, only about two years ago from... That is correct, uh, from Adelaide, South Australia. We moved across to New, uh, Newcastle. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. For some reason, I thought it was Queensland. But no, Adelaide, my hometown. Yeah, beautiful Yay. place. We spent 15 years in uh, Queensland. We were five in Townsville, five in Cairns, five in Brisbane. Two in uh, Adelaide, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love Adelaide. Of course, it's just um, a city that they've actually also upgraded a lot over the last few years. Mm. You've got the great, um, you know, cricket grounds there now, right in the city. Beautiful gardens, churches. It's an incredible place. And it's known as the city of churches, hey. It is. Isn't it a beautiful view when you're coming down, like in in the city and you come down, you see the the St. Peter's Cathedral lit up at night time. That's just beautiful. And then, of course, the Torrens River all lit up. Walked around that numerous times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Are we selling Adelaide a little bit to our listeners, though, that might not be in Adelaide? But anyway, it's a great place to go and visit if you have not been there. Hey, look, we've got some text messages coming through here. We've got one here from Wayne. Wayne says here, would you like to read that for us, please? Yeah, Wayne says, uh, good morning, blessings. I love Jennifer. Her advice is priceless. I've been put her, I've, I've been put her, putting her advice into practice, but my body is loving it. Mm. You know, most of us live in concrete cities and uh, wear shoes and we wear shoes all the time. If you stand on the grass and if you can grab an amp meter, put the negative in the ground and hold the positive. The amp will, uh, will sew very low, and if you take your shoes off and do the same, the amp will be very high. Mm. So take time to walk on the grass. The body loves to receive the energy from the earth. Wow. That's a great tip. Thanks so much for that, Wayne. Obviously, yeah. you've, you've tried that and um, really interesting stuff that the amp picks that actually yeah. up as well. I wouldn't have ever thought of taking an amp to actually measure that, yeah. but there, there you go. There's some really objective and not just subjective that, hey, I'm it's feeling interesting, better. Jenny, I've got to say that as a child, I spent all of my childhood walking around barefoot, but, yeah, right. as you get older, you know, you go to work and this, that, and everything <laughs> else, you wear shoes, you yeah, and then you're wearing socks at night when it's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 um, feet are never touching the, gra- no, the grass. No, no, yeah. that's true. But also, there's a lot of concrete paths these days, don't yeah. you think, compared when we we were kids? Yeah, totally. Um, in, totally. in every way. But you know, the thing is, one of the things I loved when we were living out west with my husband out, you know, Burke, and um, even then when we were around Brewarina, and then when we moved close, a little bit closer in, but or even around Narrabri, you see a lot of the young young kids around there. Um, and and, and, and particularly those even in the Aboriginal communities, mm-hmm. that the children love nature. They're always yeah. outdoors and they'll, they'll go on the rocks, they go in the water, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they're just walking around on that, those grassy areas. And it's, mm. it is good for us. Yeah, it's actually good for our yeah. feet. Yep, yep. You know, and somebody, well, a podiatrist was saying to me the other day that part of the reason that we all start getting more problems as we get older with our feet is because of the fact I, although it's hard to measure, but but yeah, we don't actually have all of this natural mm, mm. Um, 
habitat or environment. Nature, do we? No, no, all of that sort of stuff. So, um, great Mm. tip. Thanks so much, Wayne, for letting us know in that space. And uh, we just need to do it so much more. Hey, I love nature. So, um, yeah. In fact, I'm going to take my shoes off right now and go outside. Oh, are you? Okay, no, no, we still need you on (laughs) the air. We're still on air. You can go in between air. But (laughs) our listeners want you on. There's no running away early for you, Uh, no early minutes for you. I tried. You're, you're doing so well I in tried. that space. Hey, but, um, yeah, just so great stuff. Keep it, keep your texts coming in in every way possible and, um, texting is in your answers as well, which we've got a heap of answers coming mm. through. And of course, you go in the draw, of course, for the two books, um, mm. the one on Daniel Revelation and also the KJV. Bible. Hey, have you loved the book of Ephesians as we've been studying it? I know that you've been studying it too. Well, I mean, we've been doing it here on air, but yep. do you love the book of Ephesians? I do. It is a beautiful, beautiful book. Yeah, very practical book. Yeah. Very. Theological starts theological, but then becomes very practical as well. Yeah. It's a great book. And yeah. I love life application mm. stuff. Do you love life application? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And so Paul, of course, in this space covers very much about the nature of the church, its origins, the importance of mission, and about how unity is unity. really, really That just... is the key word that beautifully sums up pretty much most of the book. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Do you feel we have unity enough? And like, let's just think, I mean, you're a pastor, I'm a pastor, but mm-hmm. even in our churches, let's just briefly, um, you know, just touch on that. Do we, do you feel we've got unity enough? No. No. Unfortunately, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if I should say this, but sometimes I find the people outside the church more uh, unified than the people in the church, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. well sometimes the mm. thing is, and so, mm. well, sometimes also but because we're... people are people wherever we are. So. Well, I think that's the key mm. thing, isn't it, mm. that, you know, because of sin we're all, we're all in need of a saviour and mm. that through when we're converted, truly converted, the thing is that when we're truly converted we actually um, uh, basically, you know, we are more unified mm. and we don't think of ourselves so much, we actually think of the other person mm. so much more in every way. Absolutely. You're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491-064-669 okay so we're just going to continue on we're looking at the church as a unified army we've been just talking a bit about unity and of course paul earlier within his writings in in ephesians actually covers about the fact that the church is of course the body of christ we also unpacked earlier about the fact that it's the temple of christ mm, mm. it refers um you know um also the imagery of a bride mm-hmm. of christ and then now here um yeah, at the end of Ephesians, and we're just going back to the end of Ephesians, and I know yesterday we just gave, gave a bit of a bird's eye view, but we're coming just about back a little bit more again to Ephesians just to unpack a little bit more there because um, Paul unpacks the fact that we are to be the army of Christ. When you mm. think of that, when you think of that, Ernst, where does your mind go when you think of being an army of Christ? Yeah, good question, Danita. Um I guess modern warfare is very different to what it would have looked like back in the day of Paul, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, in the context of Ephesians, he's a prisoner, he's in jail. Yep. He's got Roman, I'm, I'm assuming, centurions who are yes, guarding him. Absolutely. So they're wearing armor, aren't they? Yeah. But in today's world, um, yeah, we, we have soldiers and they have their get up and gear and guns and, and uh, weapons and so forth. But, uh, yeah, very, well, some of it's similar to what it was like back in Paul's time, but, Often today you press a button, they've got drones, they drop bombs. It's a very different kind of warfare taking <laughs> yeah, place in yeah, the world today. Yeah, completely. I mean, they have some protective 
stuff, particularly over their chest. They do, yeah, don't they, yeah. to, to protect them. Bulletproof vests and different things like that's that. That's right. Yeah, but, yeah, the, and, yeah. but overall, the whole armour is really quite different, isn't it? And yeah. so let's go back into reading Ephesians 6, going to un- unpack that. We did touch on it um, a bit last week, but we're actually going to unpack it even more in that space. Can we read Ephesians chapter 6? And let's go from, actually, let's go from verse um 12, because that's actually really important for yep. us. And right through it down through to verse 20, please. Yeah, no problem. 12 to uh, 20, mm. Ephesians chapter 6 says the following. But we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God mm. that you may be able to, st- to withstand In the evil day, and having done all to stand. Mm. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you um, will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. What an amazing passage, isn't it, again? And, of course, it starts off there talking about the fact that we wrestle not against Mm. flesh and blood but against principalities powers we unpacked that last week we with Lawson we unpacked the fact that we're in part of what's called this great controversy yeah. we unpacked the fact that in Revelation chapter 12 verse yep. 7 to 9 it talks about the devil who is the serpent mm-hmm. you know he was the serpent who deceived um, and then he was cast out of heaven yeah. um, and yeah. we're told that he was cast out with a third of the angels That's right. um, and that was that happened at the time of the cross didn't mm. it really mm. yeah because Jesus conquered the grave, that's the terms that we tend to use, but also through the fact, the power of the resurrection, mm-hmm. of course, victory was won Absolutely. in that battle and he now intercedes on our behalf Amen in heaven. Yeah. What, what do you think of this passage about the fact that, you know, does, do, do you feel here it's actually saying about one lone Christian standing on their own? No, I think it makes it very clear there in verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren. That, that's yes, very plural, isn't it? It's more absolutely. than one. And it's talking about an army. An army's well, an individual soldier comprises a part of an army, but an army is a large, well, you normally assume a large gathering of people. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And we were talking last week too about the fact that, you know, that particularly in Paul's days too, they would tend to, Clump together, you mm-hmm. know, and so that, so that. Oh, with the shields. With and the shields yeah, and everything. Yeah. And, and that was their protecting mechanism by being actually united mm, together mm. as well. So that they couldn't actually be attacked in any kind of way. And the, the interesting thing here is that the, 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 the victory, um, in the, the Greek and the Roman times was dependent on the cooperation of all of the yeah, soldiers. Working together in unity. Working in harmony, together yeah. in unity and, and, and everything. And so not being 
you know, one individual here, another one mm. over there as well. But it also, what's really good is that this is like the climax of Paul's whole whole letter in the passage, it is, isn't yeah. it? Don't, Closing don't... thoughts. He's, he's he's basically concluding this letter. He's writing to the the believers in Ephesus. Yeah. Yeah, mm. in every way, and and also then he actually highlights that about this com- Christian com- camaraderie. He calls it for all of the saints. You know, mm. in verses eighteen to twenty, mm-hmm. um, and so it's really important um, to 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 just remember that in every way that he concludes on the church as being an army mm-hmm. of soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's that song? I'm just trying to think. Um, Onward there's a Christian few- soldier. Yeah, or? that's the yeah, one that was yeah. kind of crossing my mind. Onward Christian yeah. soldiers. We have it in the hymn book, and some people may actually know. No, that can you remember some of the first words of that song? Uh, onward, Christian! Oh man, yeah. Marching, marching off to war. Off to I don't, I don't yeah. put the wrong words in there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, it is. I in mean, the, with the blood of Jesus with the going on Jesus, before. Or something. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And so yeah. that's what we've got to do. And is when we clothe ourselves in the armor fully. So let's unpack a little bit of that armor as we look at it um let's have a look at a few different bible verses here we're actually going to look now um at ephesians verse 13 again unpack that about the intense battle but it says to stand and we did say that you know that that the army actually has to wear a belt Mm -hmm. and a breastplate yeah now when we actually look um and we touched on this a little bit last week but here we go with the roman empire Around the time of Paul was actually there was a fairly standardized dress and armor mm-hmm. that was approximately um you know well particularly for approximately the first century onward uh, onwards and it actually had however the lack of the unified production of the Roman army meant that there was actually still you can say some considerable differences in in some ways but there were fragments of surviving surviving clothing that we mm. actually still see and we see it in museums. Yep. We see it a lot in the war movies, mm. don't we, in different kinds of... The Romans of- were particularly... They were experts in warfare. They were very, very good Absolutely. at defeating their foes and enemies. Were yeah. they? And that's why yeah. they also... That's why that out of all of the empires, you know, in the book in, in Daniel chapter 2, yeah. it actually unpacks the statue yep. and yep. how that was foretold you know, over 600 or so years in advance, or so, sorry, just years in advance for mm. each of those empires. But we had the Babylonian Empire, then the, the Medo Persians, the Greeks, the Romans. That's yeah. right. And it's the Roman Empire that has survived so long yeah. now, hey. And, um, and there's a degree of the Roman Empire that is still present in the world present today. In the yeah. world today, yeah. which is why you've actually got the feet of iron Kinda and clay. clay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 in the statue in the book of Daniel, mm. hey, Jan- mm. Daniel chapter 2. But here's some examples of the items that Roman military armor was actually included. They had the soldier's helmet, um, of course, um, and then the um, different. Form, forms that included the coolest helmet, the Montefortino helmet, and the imperial helmet. So the different styles of how their helmets were actually well. Now, why why would we say today that the helmet is important? But also, what does that represent? How does that apply for us of having? Oh, sorry, you know, just I mean that that shields our head in every way, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. But we're also talking here about the the breastplate and the belt. Yeah, yeah. So the belt in the time of the Roman era, what did that actually do? The belt. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, the be- well, obviously it keeps your pants up. That's yeah, one important that's thing. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah. but the belt also 
um, protective armour, as I understand it, would hang off the belts as well for the legs, to protect the legs. Absolutely, um, So yeah. it, it played a very important function. And from what I understand, some of the, some of the clothing that these... Um, uh, centurions uh, wore like w- was pretty loose in that, but they would use the belt when in battle. They would tuck their their loose garments into that belt so they wouldn't trip and fall over and so yes. forth. So it played a very important function. It yeah. did. It, it, so it played an important part in holding up that loose clothing. But yeah. like you say, they're pants. Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah, holding pants, holding, but yeah, up, yeah. holding up holding mm. up everything else. But yeah. having those warfare materials, you know, the mm. sword and things like that tucked into the belt yeah. because it was, you know, often in a leather format and things like that in, right. in every way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, of course, couldn't be here today, so Ernst is doing a fabulous job. I'm sure you'd all agree with me. It's great to have Ernst in here today. So, Ernst, yeah, take us away for our last quiz question, please. Okay, uh, this is the uh, the final question that we have for today, and the question is, where did Adam and Eve live before they disobeyed God? Oh, now that's a good question. That's an and easy I think one, I think. Most people should know that answer in every that way. That's a well-known yeah. sort of one. So where did they live? I would have loved to have lived there. Um, you oh, know, yeah. one day we'll get to find out what it was yeah. like. But So that question again for us, please. Yes, where did Adam and Eve live before they disobeyed God? That's it. So text us in your answer. We've had heaps coming through. Text us in your answer on 0491 064669. Mm. And you will go in the draw that happens on Friday at quarter to nine. And you will be in the draw then to win two books, the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, um, a Bible study journey, looking at both of them. And you can prepare to study uh, looking at these fabulous, fabulous books. They are prophetic books. And mm. we actually just said, mentioned something about the book of Daniel earlier didn't mm. we too about yeah, the chapter two yeah daniel mm. chapter two the image um, of the dream that nebuchadnezzar had and of course how it was foretold about the different empires and if you actually look into the history books of course that was fulfilled um and we're in the toes of the section of that mm. of that image Very these important days yeah. That one. yeah the other book is the king james version bible and important of course the bible is the most important book you can ever have in your mm. home you will not regret it this one is a self-pronouncing um, addition, you've got a column reference, it's got clear, legible 11 po- um, type size writing, so it's just a bit slightly big, well, just the general well, so kind. people, it's a bit easier to read. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, and Mark Finlay think, sorts of study helps in that section. So go in the draw, text us in your answer, 0491 is the number to text us in. Hey, we're covering, of course, about the armour in the Roman era of what it was like when Paul was writing to the Ephesians. And we were uncovering about, of course, the belt. And we were just saying, too, about how with the Roman time, the belts, belts were actually there. There was the Baldic, Baldric one was one form where a belt was actually worn over the shoulder that's typically used to carry a weapon. Mm. Um, but there was also the standard belt that was actually, of course, t- you know, as we, as you mentioned, to tuck in the clothing and to actually hold their weapons in as well. Mm. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so that was really important in that space, wasn't sure. it? And, of course, sure the was. Be- and what does Paul say? It's the belt of it's the belt of, of truth. Truth. Yeah. So how do you, how do you unpack that that well, that part for that's us? That's interesting. Then? That because uh, 
uh, you know, John the uh, disciple, he speaks about, um, well, he says in John chapter 14 and verse 6, he says, you know, sanctify them by thy truth, thy word is truth. So we kind of see a bit of a connection there, don't we? Yes. Yeah, thy word is truth, this idea of the belt of truth. We need to put that on. We need to be spending time in the word of God and learning about his incredible love and grace for us and that. Yeah. Absolutely, and everyone, when we put it on God's truth and we experience that, it's a huge divine gift that we actually yeah. get from God, don't we? We need and to be grounded in God's word. It's so important. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to understand it, but not only understand it, apply it and live it in our day-to-day life. How, and yeah. how have you found that truth has helped you in your life? Because I know for me, it's like it's protected me from so much from like I'll go, okay, well, this is what God's word says. And like I think even mm. on the, in the moral sense, right? Yep. Okay, you, you and I are both married, right? Yep. And an important aspect in marriage is to stay married and faithful to the one partner. Absolutely. Isn't it, yeah. really? Yeah. One of the one spouse. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, of how God's word in this space, for instance, it says about truth, it actually tells us to stay with that one partner because it actually protects us yeah. from the pain that we can experience. Or yeah, what? when you step outside of God's uh, perfect will for our lives, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why, you know, the whole problem of sin that we find in the Scripture and in the world is that when we when – we, um, step outside of God's uh, divine plan for our lives, that's when we experience the pain and the problems and everything that goes with it. Yeah. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Mm. So so hugely important, isn't it? Then we've got the belt of truth, and we're going to move on to the shoes as well. The breastplate of righteousness, of course, protects the part of the well, the heart. Yeah. I mean, what did Jennifer yeah, say today? The, the heart, heart is the yeah. first thing that starts beating yeah. and and starts functioning in a baby, in a, in a fetal, in, you know, in a in a young fetus, you know, in the stomach of a mother, and and so it's so important. But you know, can we actually also go to Isaiah fifty nine verse seventeen? I don't know if you've actually got that one oh, by any that. chance. Yep. Can Isaiah fifty nine and verse seventeen. It mm-hmm. says, "For he put on righteousness." As a breastplate. Mm. Yeah, then it goes on. And the helmet of salvation on his head, and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. Yeah, absolutely. And so here, it's actually like the belt of truth. It's actually divine origin. Absolutely, it's telling us yeah. here that it's divine origin. Of course, Isaiah it was a prophetic book as yep. well. Yep. But here, it's actually talking about the fact um, very much that being is being the part of the armor of Yahweh. Yahweh mm. is, of course, another name for God. Yeah. Um, and his role in the as a divine warrior. So, mm. uh, and we unpacked that a little bit last week of the fact that you know when we actually have our faith in Jesus Christ and we pray and we mm. pray hard and we've got a war room at yeah. home my husband and I where mm-hmm. we really pray and I spent some time early this morning I was actually up before 4 30 this morning mm-hmm. um, and the thing is I just spent some time in that prayer just really praying and yeah. we really see God answer do you see God's answers to prayers when you really pray yeah. and spend that time Definitely. and in fact in, in Ephesians what we've just been reading we find Paul he's wanting the church of Ephesus to pray for the saints but also to pray for him as well Absolutely, and that is the, the power of victory in the life of the Christian isn't it it's having that connection with God if we are not praying we're going to become we're going to be weak Christians we're oh, not going to see yep. um, victories in our life we're going to we're going to struggle yeah, and yeah. Walk with God, yeah. And so it's our protective thing, isn't it? Which yeah. is why he says it's the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. And that and and so Paul associates that righteousness very much with holiness, goodness, yeah. and truth um that we've been unpacking all the way yeah. through Ephesians in every way. And it's actually the quality the reflected then in the quality and the way that we actually treat each other. Yeah. Which, 
treat other people, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And that's the beautiful thing about the scripture. It's like when you have an understanding of truth, it transforms and changes your mind. And as a result of that, it impacts the way that we perceive, look at others and treat others. Love, or it should, at least. So, love yeah. what you just said there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, the last one before we run out of too much time is actually the shoes, which the church actually gives, um, you know, wages peace. It brings around peace. Yep. And in that space, in that space, um, you know what? Are, what do we kind of feel in that space of why the shoes are important? What did the Roman soldiers, when they prepared for battle, what did they actually do with their shoes? And and, and how does that apply for us today? Do you feel? Yeah, what they would do is they would they would tie on a pair of sturdy military sandals. Yo. In fact, there's a Bible verse here in Isaiah 52 and verse seven again that says yeah. there, "How beautiful upon the mountains are the oh, feet of him love it. who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good." things who proclaim salvation yes. who says to Zion your God reigns yes yeah so Love in it, order hey. to do the work you need to be correctly clothed and and having good shoes in yeah. order to deliver that incredible message absolutely and so it gives that sturdiness in every way doesn't yeah. that and yeah. so that's why Paul also says stand yeah. you know I mean when I don't have good shoes I don't walk well I don't even stand well oh, I get in I pain can. But yeah, I've, had, I've, I've currently got shoes that when I walk around them, they oh. hurt my feet, and, so and, it's, and and it's discomforting. It's it's not nice. Absolutely, yeah, you need the right shoes. So. Absolutely, in every way. And so we actually got to then be, you know, bringing the good news. You know that that Yahweh's battle, uh, that the fact that Jesus fights the battle for us, and that's yeah. the peace that people then can have and go like. I might not know what's happening right at the moment. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Life is chaotic. It's all twisted up for me at the moment. But what I do know is that I can stand firm and that mm. Jesus will fight those battles Absolutely. for me. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. That is such a good passage. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not mm. want. Psalm 23. You know, yesterday yeah. we had a fabulous interview with Brett where we, we shared his faith story, of course, and how that, that passage he was reading at his mother's funeral and just the Lord just touched him. And mm. that was his journey to, to finding the Lord. That was the beginning of it. Hey, can you, um, Ernst, just read out quickly our, our quiz questions and our answers. Oh, Give us answers our answers. Now. We want the answers All so that right. people know how they went. Okay. Let's do this. Okay, question number one. Who broke the bronze serpent into pieces? The answer there was... Hezekiah. Yeah, so that is the first a bit one. Of a tricky the, one, that one. It is a tricky yeah, one. It yeah. is a tricky one. Now, the interesting thing, of course, with Hezekiah was um, that I mean, so this is recorded in Second Kings, mm. and it tells us that a particular bronze serpent had been preserved for about eight hundred years. But Hezekiah actually looked at it, and he actually called it Nahushtan. Mm. Um, and the reason for that is that, of course, you know, the Israelites had actually made it into an Id- yeah. into an object, yeah. um, and they were worshiping it like an idol, virtually. Yeah. Um, and so, but where does that all stem from originally, the 800 years? Uh, that was like from Moses' time yes, that the bronze serpent, yes. wasn't There's it? There's a story in the Book of Numbers where it, uh, where it talks there about the Israelites that were in rebellion against God and God instructed Moses to set up this uh, snake on a pole and mm-hmm. everyone, they were in the camp, they were getting bitten by snakes and uh, they were told if they looked at the pole that they would live. 
Absolutely, yeah. and they did, yeah, they you know, did. because it was a faith, their belief, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And so the reason here Hezekiah destroys it because the whole issue here is worship, yeah, rather than it. you they, know they the worship made it, to, turned it into a into, into an, an idol. idol. Yeah. yeah, so that's what the answer was. There it was Hezekiah. Our yeah. second question, please. Ernst. Second question is which judge was left-handed? Was and it? the answer was uh, it was Ehud. Ehud. <laughs> Ehud was the next one. Yeah. yeah, we had choice of four there. What was our next question, please? Uh, the third question was. Sparing this object spoils the child, according to Proverbs. This is something I experienced quite a lot oh, when I was did a you? child. Yes, the <laughs> rod, according to Proverbs the chapter 13 rod. and verse 24. Were you a naughty boy? I was. Oh, I was. no, I can't imagine yeah. that. You're such an easygoing player. Oh, know, if just... you knew me back then. Okay, maybe that's why you've become how you are. Maybe hey, speak to rod. my wife. She may, you know, she may have a different opinion as well. You never know. But yeah. There you go. You've yeah. turned out all right. Okay, the next question, please. Yeah. Question number four was, well, the Bible verse and fill in the blank was let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good, good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that like, and we so do need to do that, don't we? Because when we use good words, yeah. of course, it affects everyone else. It edifies them, as in it brings, you know, it helps people to have better self-esteem, yeah. better self-confidence. It's not about putting them ahead of God or Absolutely. anything like that, yeah. isn't it? It's about yeah. being good to one another, you know. Yeah, I appreciate what Jennifer was saying before about the good vibes and that, you know, oh, from the heart and yes. so forth. And that. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when we have our good heart vibes, mm. we're more likely to use good Good words. Yes, <laughs> really? And treat others goodly. They're goodly. That's right. We'll make up our own. We'll make yeah, up our own not? word. Why you know, not? I had my my cousin one time when he was a little boy, three years old. He came to his father, to my uncle, and he goes, "Daddy, I think the world is getting gooder and gooder." <laughs> I like that. So yeah, we all make up our own little words yeah. there. And our last one, you then, know what we mean. Yeah, that's right. And the final question was, where did Adam and Eve live before they disobeyed God? Yeah, and it was the Garden of. Eden. Eden. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an amazing place to be, hey? Oh. And just to have that personal face to face communion face. with God. Uh, mingling with animals that won't attack you and try and eat you. It would have been incredible. I yeah. know. Hey, 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 we've got a text here from David saying, good morning, Shell, Danuta, and Ernst. And you've even spelt that right. Wow. E-R-N-S-T. Yeah. They got it right. Hey, we had to spell my name a few times to people. And they're getting that really real right now. But yours is right first oh, time thank off. thank you, David. Yeah. So David says, good morning, Shell, Danuta, and Ernst. Ernst, God bless you all from David of Clarkson Adventist Fellowship. So we're excited. Hey. Thank you so much, David. You know, we, we love the text messages coming in in every way. And, of course, we've had lots of answers coming in as well. So we do know that someone's listening to us today. This is good. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We've got, oh, we've got heaps more too. Yeah, lots coming in in every way. So Thank you. great to hear from you. Great to hear from you too, Bruce and Liz and Freco and um, and others as well. So, yeah, just keep keep those coming in. We haven't got much time left, but if you want to share something or, or about the songs that you've heard today and what you've loved about the show, just text us in. We've come towards the end of the breakfast show. It goes too fast, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. Hey, it's been great to have you Thank here. You so we much, have Vanilla. really loved having you here, and we hope that you're going to come back again sometime. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we will rope you in somehow. I'm sure. Hey, we've got a quick text here from 
Um, from Freco and Adrian saying they would like to sing a duet of a couple of verses of the Sweet Bon Bon Air sometime. We've run short of our time, unfortunately, today. But, yeah, look, if you want to send in a sample to Shell, she might have a listen and sometime we can actually play it. Hey, um, awesome. But, hey, just a quick... Quick Bible verse for you. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should go to God who gives generously in every way. But for today, remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.